Hey everybody, it's Brian House here. Uh, this is a day before the hurricane. I have to either evacuate or get prepared or whatever, so I'm not going to be on the podcast today. Uh, just remember though that our show, every single Work For It show, is sponsored by Maritime Knife Supply. Make sure you go check out Lawrence Lake at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. He's got everything you need to make your knives or other craft projects. Uh, they support our show, and we would truly appreciate it if you supported them. Uh, and also, I'm sure we're going to be fine with this whole hurricane thing. It's just that we're prepping for the worst as we need to. Anyway, I know you guys are out there working for it. I am too. Appreciate you. Enjoy the show. It is Thursday, and it is Work For It Thursday. As you know, this fine show comes out, comes at you, in your ear holes every single week, on Thursday, like clockwork. We are, as you heard in the intro there, without our fearless leader, as he is fearlessly fighting hurricanes. (laughs) Down in south uh, of Florida. But the show know. must go on, Ryan. The show must go on. I don't know about you, Ben, but I am a super anxious person, and having mm. a close mm. friend right near a hurricane is just kind of freaking me out over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's I keep seeing these photos of that Brian's posting of the, the he's the blue dot and the sea of green and orange and red and just Ugh. gnarliness, man. It it doesn't look all that great to be honest. This this is one of the many reasons why I love living in Michigan. I was going to say that, right? A pretty benign right. state, Michigan, <laughs> Idaho. Right. Um we've got some seismic shit here with Yellowstone and uh, we had an earthquake a couple years ago that was weird. Oh, wow. Shook the house. That was kind of crazy, but man, you uh, thought yeah. you thought your basement was flooded. Just imagine Fuck, what man. what Brian's shop is going to look like after being in the direct path of oh. this damn near Category Five. Yeah, I, ca- I can't. You know, I was thinking of it this morning, and obviously, we you know the three of us have been ch- chatting a little bit. Brian's asshole deep in prep work, but uh, I was just thinking about that, and it's kind of you know a lot of. Um, a lot of emergencies come unexpectedly, and you you're you can never prepare for them. You know, like the basement flood, for example. I come home, there's seven feet of water in the basement. I couldn't do anything to like get ready for that. I think having time to watch it come towards you would make it worse. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what Ugh. what's what's the list look like? It's got to be endless. You know, and and futile at the same time. And also, I mean, again, we're kind of talking a little bit with Brian. He was kind of on the bubble, you know, do we evacuate? Do, are we going to yeah, be forced yeah. to evacuate? Or are we yeah. just going to hunker down? Because, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, categories ones and twos and, you know, mild threes. You know, you can just get in the basement for a couple of days and you can ride that shit out and you're fine. Fours and yeah. fives. They've that. Ugh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies, and I'm not even in the in the path of it. I'm. You're growing diamonds from pucker, and you know it's. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's. I you know I've dealt with a few a good number anyway of of evacuation situations with wildfire stuff. Sure. And it's uh, man, there's been times where. You know, you're talking to homeowners, you're talking to landowners, or you're having public meetings, and we have a lot of public meetings, and a big part of of what I used to do was uh, sort of risk 
analysis, if you will. And so we would run models to predict whether the town was going to burn down, you know, kind of the, the same stuff you're seeing on the news now with the hurricane, right? The chances of it hitting, uh, you know, whatever town are X, Y, Z, you know, 90%, 80 to hundred percent, whatever it is, we would run those models for wildfires and and standing in front of a, a gymnasium, you know, usually it was in a school gymnasium, but standing there in front of a school, you know, a, a, several hundred people, 300, 400. One time there was almost 2,000 people in a fire. I was out in California and, and, and trying to muster enough confidence in the modeling work that you did to say definitively, you know, there's a 80 to 100 percent chance that your Ugh. town is going to burn. That's that's not easy, you know. Well, here's so. the thing: think about how pissed off you can get at the weatherman oh, for being wrong by you yep. know, yep. oh, it's we going to be 90 percent rain or 90 percent yeah. chance of rain, and it, it's blue skies, and you're blue like, sky. oh, this this guy doesn't know a damn thing. Is and then you know, having yep. it not be rain, having it be your house is gone, yeah. or your yeah. livelihood is burnt to a crisp. Yep. My God. Yep. Yeah. It's it's not a fun. Uh, it's not fun on either side of that coin, you know. And I think it's. But yeah, definitely. Our, we feel for Brian, for Bald Man, for you know all the all the guys and gals down there in Florida that are prepping for this thing. Please be safe. Please make good choices and uh, keep yourself and all of your things safe and sound. And one of the other things is like, you know, I know Brian has put up some posts about thank you for all the people who have reached out and offered this, that, and the other. But, you mm. know, may maybe give him a couple days to like make sure his life is in order before you yeah, yeah. you absolutely inundate him with all of the, you know, yeah, yeah. hey, here's a here's a thousand messages to sift through if he's you yeah. know, trying to get yeah. a hold of one person or another. In true Brian fashion, he will probably not look too much like he's gone completely dark, but uh, I'm sure he's, <laughs> uh, you know, he's staying off the socials and things. I know with the basement flood, I just went, I went fucking dark, you know. Well, you know, here's the other thing, like with, with the ability to schedule out posts on Instagram and everywhere else, I'm sure, you yeah. know, he's... Yeah. <laughs> He oh, could yeah, probably he's, keep them He's got to get those three a day, right? You know? <laughs> it's like uh, preseason football practice in high school, the two a days. <laughs> right, right. Oh, oh hey, speaking of uh, disasters and uh, uh, bullshit insurance claims, oh, insurance uh -oh. finally, finally approved to pay for the damage to my basement. Woo! Yeah! Maybe. nice so, congratulations that's I'm that's gotta be, be a huge weight off your shoulders oh man such a weight and and so i didn't know I, you know i don't know jack all about insurance other than i don't like to have it you know i don't like to deal with it sure. but um there are several different policy types i guess one is where uh in a situation like mine where your whole basement's fucked they will pay the depreciated value of the contents, right? So gotcha. uh, you bought a TV in 2002. Uh, that TV's worth about $12 today, so that's what you get. You know? I would have guessed 12 cents, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other one is replacement cost, and, and replacement cost is, hey, you owned a TV. We'll buy you a new TV within reason. You know, right, right. So we happen to have replacement cost 
in our policy, nice. which is fan fucking tastic, man. So we've now been going for, through for yep. the years and years and years. You've been paying for the elevated price of that oh, insurance. I imagine it's been like, well, do we jump down to the to the lesser stuff and save Hell a couple no. bucks? Well, now now you realize <laughs> that yeah, never cheap yeah. out on it. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. It's um, you know, I'm still still working away, uh, getting everything put back. Had a, dr- a buddy of mine that I met when we did the the second floor addition to our house. Um, he does sheetrock and and you know tape mud and all that kind of stuff with drywall. So he had a guy that worked with him. He sent him over, and uh, we hung all the board, and then Jorge came over and did all the taping and mudding and tonight he'll finish up with one last uh coat of texture on the ceiling and we'll be uh we'll have the lid on it and i'm i'm inching closer and closer this project's been going along pretty well that's awesome that's really cool to hear because like yeah seeing the aftermath i figured it would be months and months and months before your it would be inhabitable again yeah i mean I mean, maybe it's it's the Instagram reels that I've been seeing you kind of put out around it. Yeah, it, if it seems as if for... the the work has really been paying off, and it seems like it's going by pretty relatively quickly, which is really good to hear. Yeah, really. If it if it weren't for the the uh, the two dads coming out to help and spending, you know, almost two weeks. Sorry, there's a big fire engine going by. <laughs> Speaking of fires, just like <laughs> yeah, five right? minutes ago. Um, if it weren't for them coming out, you know, it definitely would have drug on. It's one of those, have you ever seen that reel on Instagram where it's like, why pay someone to do it when I can have my husband do it and it'll take three (laughs) years, you know, um, which is how projects tend to happen around here. I will admit I've got several stowed away in the shop that, uh, have been on the list for a while, but I'm bound and determined that this project I, I want it done by Thanksgiving, you know, I wow. just, I, I want to buckle down and get it done. And, and it's kind of nice because, you know, the aftermath stripped it right down to the bare studs. So, um, it's nice to start on a project from there. So you're not like retrofitting shit to existing, you know, um, and we knocked out a wall and we did some reconfiguring and, uh, so most of the more tedious things have been taken care of. Sure. I'm, I'm working on framing a pocket door right now that is going to take a little creative framing and thinking. But other than that, it's kind of pretty straightforward. So it's been pretty good. Man, that pretty is so good. cool. That's It's cool to see it again, like I said before. To see it turn around so quickly is just it's yeah. awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, it's been fun. It's I, I do enjoy that that work and uh i've actually been been looking fairly seriously more at um you know i don't know if i'll ever become a full-blown build someone a, a brand new house general contractor type but i could see myself coming closer to that than i am now yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Now, yeah. another thing that I I kind of gleaned from your reels, or at least your recent reels, you you. I mean, I've never met you in person. You seem like a tall dude. Like yeah. if those or if those are eight <laughs> foot doorways, you're like you've got to be you know 
I use uh, I use the wide angle lens quite a bit uh, on my okay. iPhone, and I think that. But I'm six foot even with okay. shoes on. Yeah. Okay. All right. But well, um, that that wide angle lens made you look as if like you're filling out an eight foot doorway. Yeah, <laughs> it's like holy it's, cow, Ben yeah. is a giant. <laughs> well, and the ceilings down there are seven foot. What are they? Uh, seven foot four, I think. Seven foot three or something like that. Okay. Um, so they're a little bit shorter than an eight foot, uh, which definitely you know adds to <laughs> that. But yeah, uh, it's, it's the uh, Hobbit hole effect where like they it did is. in the show. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. Or in the movies, excuse me. It, it was kind of fun. I the other night um, working on that pocket door, and I posted that one reel recently of Jack and I running a, a recip saw, and I was kind of teaching him some things, but. He every now and then he gets a wild hair and he really enjoys the process of filmmaking. And in fact, he and Sam will just make a video themselves. Like, Dad, we want to make a video. Good for and them. they'll just plan it out, they'll shoot it. Jack's learning how to edit, you know, and and they're doing some projects at school also where they're actually editing video. They've got a green screen in their classroom, which I think is really stinking cool. Um, and he really enjoys that. But so I was like, all right, you can, uh, I'm making a YouTube video of this pocket door install. And I was like, yeah, you can be cameraman. Cool. That'd be great. But you know, it's so funny. Just, um, the things that you don't think about when you have someone filming you, first of all, and second of all, when you're filming someone, you know, Jack's like swinging the camera around, like he's a fucking, uh, baton thrower sure. in the marching band you know and he's it's like z- he comes really close to your face you know <laughs> i'm like dude back the hell off you know <laughs> yeah and i think that's i mean that's something that you know when kyle was kyle and i did a couple like travel things like we went up into the up of michigan yeah when he was first in co- when we were both in college and you know he was he was doing youtube stuff around that and there was a lot uh-huh. of really dramatic you know movements with the camera and like some crazy effects and stuff and yeah and then you kind of grow up and realize that that isn't you know it's cool but it's not enjoyable that's that's right add-on that you don't necessarily need simplicity is really key for the vast majority of things well you know and i also i think when you're shooting one of the things i i explained to jack you know i was like now with i record in 4k you know, on my iPhone, I record in 4K on my mirrorless as well. Um, and in post with 4K footage, you can crop in, you can zoom in. You know, I was like to create that that drama, I can do that in post. So right. I'd rather you get a wider area so I have sort of more selection to you know more more video. Uh, if you will, to to choose from to make the scene. And so it becomes a little bit more boring when you're the actual camera guy because mm. it's, zoom, you know, stand back, shoot the fucking video, and then the editor takes care of the rest. But right. yeah, it's no. learning every day. I, I, so all these years of Instagram posting, I have always, always oriented my camera in the landscape orientation sure always and then i i in post i would uh convert it to portrait for instagram right okay and i just got 
I got decent at making sure whatever I was making sure that the subject or the the area of interest was in the center of of that landscape video. Sure. And then in the software, it's really it's quite trivial, right? Just to convert it, I use um, Luma Fusion on my iPhone and iPad for making all of my videos, um, at least for Instagram. I've started doing it for YouTube as well. And it's actually a, a phenomenal piece of software. I, I'm amazed. There's pretty much nothing I can't do on the iPad or iPhone that I do with even Final Cut on the desktop. So gotcha. it's been, been pretty handy. But I finally, now I started shooting in portrait a bit. Because I've noticed in reels, um, even if I set the aspect ratio to Instagram's portrait, uh, it still is doesn't quite fill up the doesn't quite fill up the screen in reels. Yeah, I've I noticed that. I just posted a uh, water bottle chop I did about a year ago this morning, mm -hmm. and it you totally get the black bars on the sides, and it's like, well, I yeah. I, I filmed it in vertical. Why the hell is it like this? I'd say I wonder if they changed their aspect ratio a bit. It used to be what, like six by nine or something, I have, and couldn't even tell um, you. Yeah, I don't know, and and I've also noticed that now they're starting to uh, handle 4K better. Yeah. In the past, um, I know drone graded for sure. Yeah, it was like 1080p at at most, um, but yeah, I I think I've been ramping up my posting and i'd say it's paying off you know it's it's a slow climb back on the horse I, yeah, i've been sure. absent quite a bit but well well you had good reason for sure so changing yeah. gears a little bit what's what's yeah, been going on with my life in the past week so i yeah. had the frankenmuth fire arts festival this past Dude. weekend which was a lot of fun that looked really freaking fun. That was awesome. Yeah. How I many had... folks came by? Oh my gosh. I mean, I I gave up out probably 250 cards. Like it was nice. it was a lot. I also sold quite a few knives, so I, I made a decent profit no off shit. of it. But what Killer. was really what was really cool is I had Jeremy Ballaball up from Toledo and it yeah, was a, it was a lot of fun to just hang out. He spent the night, you know, we 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 stayed at my parents' place. Nice. So, you know, he he was able to like ride or come up the night before and, you know, hang out for a yeah. little bit and so awesome. it was it was a lot of fun to just get to know Jeremy and he, he's a really cool guy. If if you guys haven't been following along with Jeremy Ballaball, he yeah. is he is a really genuinely nice gentleman and he's he's really cool. He's he's it was a lot of fun to hang out with him. One nice. of the things that I've learned from the whole process is um Definitely take it easy, like the couple days ahead of time. Okay. Instead of what I oh, did. Oh yeah, your is, balls out forging, right? All day. Well, well, here's the thing. So I did a batch of knives like two days before the the show, Ooh. or excuse me, I did three days before because it was Tuesday. Spent all day, like a twelve hour day, making knives, getting them up through heat treat, and then I had the podcast day, so I was here. And then Thursday, I went from heat treat or bevel ground all the way to finish knives with kydex sheaths and Ooh. then and then packed a Damn. very large percentage of my shop including my 250 pounds anvil and base combination Ooh. and like everything like 
tables and you know e- oh, everything man, yeah. and like the the canopy thing like i i literally packed that thing all after working two 12-hour days not Damn. quite back to back so i was flat out exhausted going into the weekend oh bet man and then bet. forging forging with you know i tried to do the best i possibly could but my back was hurting my legs were hurting and like i was i was genuinely tired and sore and stuff yeah so like I I had plans going into working with Jeremy, like we're gonna do a collaboration knife, we're gonna do some filming while we're doing it, and we're gonna yeah. do a couple different things. And I totally missed out on all of that except for a couple small posts because I was just right. flat out exhausted. And I feel like I, I squandered a pretty big, you know, opportunity to, you know, yeah. and collaborate with Jeremy. It's hard though, isn't it? I mean, I've done a few um I've done a few expo type things with the woodcraft store here in town and in the fall they have like a big sale and a woodworking expo. They bring in, you know, tool companies and shit and do demos and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I've worked with them doing those kind of events where you're building something in front of, of people that come by and, and I I can, I would do the same thing. You know, it's like, man, this is such an awesome opportunity. I'm going to tell this whole story. It's going to be awesome. You know, be great video. Uh, But there's, there is just so much shit going on in the middle of all that. You almost can't do it. You'd need somebody to be the video producer. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing I was going to bring up is like, I was I felt like I was tethered to my table. First of all, because I had so many knives out that, you know, I kind of had to stand there in case some yeah. shit had walked up and decided to try to pocket one. Right. You know, I couldn't uh, luckily I had Emily there to sit and watch for most of the time, but like yeah. I kind of felt like, you know, I, I had to pitch myself to every single person that came by and like sure. you know, I was constantly giving the same, you know, rundown of yeah, where you I'm get at so what tired I'm of saying the same shit well right? i'm i'm good with that like that's that's yeah. totally fine but if you're not there you know connecting with the people and having conversations you yeah. know you're not going to be selling much because you, you know, won't pe- draw them in people right first of all you're drawing them in and second of all you need to have that connection with them to really make them feel like oh i want to support this person that i literally yep. just met by buying a knife <laughs> It's like, have you ever, if you've ever been to Vegas, there, you know, there's always the, the dudes on the street flipping cards for the, the, the porno shops and stuff, you know? What? And, yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's all over the street, right? So there'll be guys and gals, and they've got these little, almost like business cards. Sometimes they're like four by six cards, and they'll have a, a, totally naked chick on there with stars on her chest you know hiding all the all of the uh from under parts and and they're flipping these cards hold on hold on just a second How in the hell did we go from me selling knives to well, you I'm talking there. about porn? I'm getting there. I'm How, getting there. So literally, it's been literally not 60 seconds. What <laughs> in the world, Ben? Come so on they're always like they're doing, you know, like th- they're they're flicking these cards, making this sound, and then when they hand it to you, if you if you've ever paid attention, this is a, this is a great sales technique for an event like you were at or a door to door or whatever, when they hand it to you, if you, if you really pay attention close and they're really good at what they do, if they're handing a card to a guy, they'll thrust it at your nuts. 
right? They'll thrust it at your what? crotch. So when they hand it, they'll hand it low. If it's a gal, they'll hand it high at her chest because inevitably you're going to grab a card that's flying at your balls, right? You're not maybe going to grab a card that's coming mid chest, right? You're going to be like, hey, put your hands up. I don't want your shit. Get away. But if it's coming at your balls, you're going to grab it. And then that they is. Can they can say they gave out a thousand cards today because they pushed them at dude's nuts. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's a little bit too pushy. Like if you go, so if, if you're if wanting I'm to get your business there, cards in people's let's, hands, you let's thrust just, them at their nuts. Let's just try to apply this <laughs> to a knife maker like me. If I'm standing there and I have cards in my hand and I start yeah, yeah. reaching towards people's knives, genitals, man, I'm not talking no. cards. You got fucking knives. <laughs> I'm, I appreciate that advice, but I 1,000% will not take it. <laughs> oh, it is <laughs> funny because I'm, um, I'm not reaching at anybody's uh, genitals or anything like well, that just, yeah, unprompted. You know, uh, it, is, it is actually uh, a buddy of mine told, was telling me this method, right? And it is actually, I mean, I, I made it sound pretty crude, but uh, there is some science to it. And he actually learned it at a, at a marketing class in college and just, you know, subtle, subtle methods for, like you say, making a connection with a potential customer at an event like that. Now, you know, if you're uh, somebody invites me to their house to measure for cabinets. I'm not going to be thrusting cards at their crotch, you know, right. but uh, in, in sort of open air sales uh, environments, I think, you know, there's, there's something to some of those little tricks, right. And you don't have to be that crude about it, but uh, maybe it makes a difference. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But I always thought that was kind of funny. It's like, I guess I did the same thing. Like you, what? Wait, this is fucking nuts. I'm not, right. I'm not thrusting shit at people's crotch. You're crazy. Right. Right. But, so you know. to finish out my my Frankenmuth experience, yeah. um, it wasn't just Jeremy and me at this thing who are who are forging. There was okay. there was four tents. There was one. So on our oh, right nice. hand side, there was there was a gentleman. I, I'm blanking on his name, but he he was you know probably mid fifties or so. But okay. he he didn't make knives. He ju he was just a classical blacksmith, and he did like ah. you know fire pokers with like Hooks basket weaved handles. Like it was really really cool, and it was nice. really intricate stuff. But that man, he got there super early in the morning, and there literally was not a second where he didn't have something in the fire or something working on his anvil. Wow. Like he was constant. There was huh. no there was no stop in that guy, and it was just like. We were huh. sitting there for like, you know, damn near 10, 12 hours, and he was just constantly working on something. The the steadiness uh. on him was crazy. And then, well, let me, sorry, okay, go ahead. No, no. Well, I was just going to say, do you think that, it seems to me, right, uh, as a knife maker, uh, forging or, quote, blacksmithing is only a portion of making a knife. Would it be true that a blacksmith, right, 95% of what he does to create the things that he creates is forging, right? Like, yeah. Um, so is he a little he more... Was, he was finishing, like, one of the things that he kept finishing was were these little, like, handles that you put on the side of mason jars to make okay. them into, like, little mugs. Yeah. And they were just really... It was subtly beautiful and intricate and little twirls and, you know, really nice. clean finishes. And it mm -hmm. was just... Or he was doing, like, little fire pokers and, you know 
shish or like shish kebab things and you know he he was just constantly finishing things so but he was finishing things and laying them out on his table and people would come up and buy them but it was just nice. like his table like he would he would finish four or five things and then one thing would come off the table to the point where he was like you know he it seemed like he had like an overflow which was pretty yeah. amazing and then on the That's other cool. side there was a guy who's um he's his name is garrett waterman and okay. he's Waterman Ironworks on Instagram, 404 followers. He was another, just like Jeremy, a super genuinely nice guy. Like he was, he was about our age. So, you know, he was, he was kind of, he was mostly, he was about 50, 50 between blacksmithing and knife making. Okay. But like, he just was another guy that was just so nice. And we're like passing That's tools awesome. back and forth. Like for instance, you know, I only have a couple tongs and he was like letting us use his tongs. He was letting us use his chisels and he was nice. coming over and like hanging out with us constantly. And it was just, it was kind of the, the trio of us was just kind of like a fun little experiment or experience, yeah. you know, sitting here forging. Cause you know, I, you don't really get that experience all that much. No, usually it's pretty solitary, right? Right. For sure. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And then the other thing that kind of bit me in the butt was it was kind of drizzling rain the last day so like all day friday was the day that you know we'd probably get a little bit less traction and then saturday was supposed to be like the day where it's going to be wall-to-wall people well yeah. it was kind of raining on and off all day yeah. so like the people weren't really coming as much. i mean we still got a decent amount of people going through and there was always constantly you know a couple people walking up and whatnot but it wasn't nearly as big as as we were hoping yeah. But because of that drizzling rain, I had my sword out for the fantasy challenge oh, just to show man. off. Yeah. And I was looking at it earlier or yesterday, and the thing got a really thin film of rust all over it. Ugh. Not not all over it, just on the blade portion. It picked up a little bit of surface rust, which yep. I'll be able to fix up. But Damn. I haven't done the final like chopping and close-up shots with Kyle yet. So oh, now, now yeah. I have to do all that now resurfacing. Gotta... And then, of Damn. course, this upcoming weekend, Emily and I are going down to Detroit to uh, hey, go see the Lions game. So that weekend's kind of, you know, taken oh, up. Nice. And then the weekend after is the Central Michigan homecoming game, which means Kyle will be, you know, working, you know, doing all the videography for Central right. all day that next weekend. And then the next week is when the, when the fantasy challenge needs to come out. So it's like, yeah. when in the hell are we going to do this? <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, I'm a freaking yeah. out a little bit, but. Well, that's so cool that you're done with it, though, you know? Well, I mean, more or less, you got to get the videos together and shit, but. The sword is built, and now we're rusty, and we have yeah. to get all the, you know, the final stuff done, and I have to do voiceovers yeah. and all that fun stuff. I but. wonder, I was just thinking about that, I wonder what house, house will, I hope, hopefully he can still pull it off. That's the scary part with all this. Like, well, that's not the scary part of the, the thing coming like through. So of course, much, you, know, you know. But he is he is totally, you know, he he's working on the billet right now. So, if he's right. out for a couple days even or even a full week, ouch. It'd be really interesting to see what he can pull out with yeah. only having a couple days left. You know, that's that's going to be kind of sketchy. For sure. Yeah, and and you never know, like with power staying on and all that stuff is always so sketch as well. Right. But hopefully it works. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, we're gonna have to cross our fingers for him for sure. 
No doubt. If no for doubt. all of this trash talk he's been throwing out, if this is the reason right? why he can't, yeah. then he's going to say that that's, you know, oh, well, oh, you know, if it wasn't for, for the hurricane, yeah. I would have beat you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, well. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh, so you've been getting a lot of orders lately? Or how's, so it's how's things been, going there? It's been a little bit, you know, I've been getting a few orders from this Tyrell collaboration. Um, nice. luckily, luckily I've had some really good, uh, followership come from it. And a lot of, a lot awesome. of interest come from just the, the collaboration with Dennis. And of course, you know, my, my subscriber count has skyrocketed because of it. Thank you again yeah, Dennis, for all that. That's, that's awesome, dude. I love so I, it. I got a couple orders from that. Actually one that is a chef knife that is the bronze Mai from Baker Forge and two. Yeah, break, oh, Baker I saw. Tool. Yeah, I so saw that. that is going to be a huge one that I'm. Of course, I'm going to do a YouTube video on. So that's yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun. Kill it. And then, of course, you know, with with the um, Christmas season coming. Yeah. I'm starting to get a couple, you know, Christmas orders, and it's kind of gotten down to the point where it's like, you know, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of time between now and dude. You know, one hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like. You know, you you hit the first of October, and uh, yeah, it, it, you need to be prepping for for Christmas, no doubt, right? When you start counting weeks, and then you start counting shit that gets in the way during some of those weeks, right? There's there's not a lot of making time between now and the holidays. Here's the thing: I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty on. Maybe I can get your advice. So I have three or four different shops that I have my knives in around locally. Yep. And so, you know, I've, I've got a lot of knives out there and it's a lot of, I mean, I very rarely actually sell something out of these, these, um, shops. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not really, it, it's good because I do get a lot of interest. Like I have people take a card from there and then okay. order something for me or like, Hey, I see this, you know, hunting yeah. knife but could you make me something slightly different oh, of course yeah of course and that's a custom order yeah but here's the weird thing is like if i have knives out there i can't necessarily put them on my website because what right. happens you know if i sell it off of the website or if i sell it off an instagram post or whatever good, that's going to be, be the one there. that's going to be yeah. the one that miraculously sells the same morning and now the knife right. is already gone and I have well how to, many how many knives do you have like Per shop, would you say, average? Um, so Louis is definitely more. He always has, you know, somewhere between ten and twenty knives. Um, a couple wow. of a couple of the gun shops has, you know, anywhere between three and seven. Yeah. And then the one um, for art's sake, which is just kind of a local like art gallery, or you know, mm -hmm. um, that one has about five or six in it at all times. Okay. So like which I I I emptied them all out so that I could take it to the table for Frankenmuth. Right. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about, you know, do I just hold on to them until after Christmas? Yeah. Or do, well, then I, you could or be do I put them too and, and right. posting them on Instagram and how, so is there a shop that, that gets the most play, you know, that you, you get yeah. the most out of? So Louis definitely, Louis Leatherworks is definitely the best just because I have more yeah. knives there and the, he has people in and out of his shop, you know, constantly. He's, he's right. the only leather guy in like probably a 50 mile radius yeah, so he has you know. he has a lot of people coming in and you know a lot of a lot of people who are working at the fact local factories getting their boots resold or reworked yep. or whatever 
So it's kind of the those are the people that you know see a oh damn that's a badass knife let me go ahead and pick that one up or yeah you know, oh wow a knife maker I didn't realize that there's a local guy who does that and picks up a card so yeah. that one definitely gets the most I'm surprised that gun shops I I literally have yeah, never think- sold a knife out of a gun shop. Hmm. Which is really bizarre to me because if you're going in and like spending right. thousands of dollars on a gun, you know, for hunting, and then you have you a couple think, two hundred yeah. three hundred dollar hunting. Maybe guys. there's a I don't, there could be a pretty good separation there though, just between gun enthusiasts and knife enthusiasts. You know, one no. may not necessarily be the other. See, the know. thing is, is, I figured it'd be really good because I always put in hunting yeah. knives and skinning knives and like my EDC three in those shops. So I figure, yeah. you know, if you're going in and you're wanting to hunt whitetail, you know, a forged white or skinning knife or a forged hunting knife should be right up your alley. But yeah, it's, it's bizarre. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just the two gun shops that I have in that you know. Maybe that's not the two, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't have a good grasp on, um, right. You know what, who, yeah. How that works. I, I think, I think I would at least for a bit, right. Take a month, maybe two and try selling those through Instagram, you know, through other means and just see, do a little test and see, you know, maybe put some back in Louis, but hold off on the others and market the shit out of them on IG, you know? So here's the thing, guys. So I'm I'm going to roll this right into this podcast. So I'm going to take a bunch. I'm going to spend the rest of the day, go out by the river, take a bunch of really pretty pictures of the knives that I have ready. And I'm going to put them up on my website. And if you want to check out and see what I have available, feel free at beaconeknives.com. We'll, nice. just, we'll just do that. Well, I'll do I'll put now. up a bunch. And what's really cool? So, did you see that little um, reel slash Instagram post or Instagram reel slash uh, short slash TikTok that I put out? <laughs> that I, I know I, I I tried to make that sound good, but it sounded like shit. Sorry, guys. So you saw the one where I had the little nano neck knife that got the crack and I snapped it off. Yes. Yep. So that actually turned into like a super micro cleaver, like a neck neck knife mm. that has literally let just a hair less than a one inch blade on it. And oh man! It was so surprising because like this this show in Frankenmuth that I went to, every single person who came up to the table, you know, oh wow, look at how cool that sword is, and they'd get talking to me and they'd be looking at the knives and they're like, oh my gosh, look at how cute that little cleaver is. And I put it up for <laughs> nice. 75 bucks and I kind of expected that thing to be like a, you know, quick out the door yeah. thing and yeah. it's still there. <laughs> so freaking somebody wants well. something from Beco Nice for 75 bucks plus shipping, you know. There you go. We're in this like weird shoulder shoulder season, I feel like, you know, where it's hard to move shit right now. Yeah. It, this people are so busy with the back to school grind and right. you know, 16 other freaking things that uh i don't feel like people are buying much right now but that's about to change i hope well the economy's been so weird too that's that's the other thing i was going to bring up is so many people are talking about a recession coming it's like people are kind of you know circling the wagons to happen right (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, even if it's not really going to happen the people are going to make it happen just by bringing it up right right but hey you know it'll it'll either happen and we'll have to do something or it won't happen and we'll be profitable how about it that's that's kind of the scary part about running a small business is you're kind of 
it, you're at the will of the people. Yeah. So here's a question for you. So when, um, so I have limited experience, right? Running, running my own business. Sure. And um, particularly when it comes to sort of managing accounting and finance, right? And it seems fairly straightforward, you know, and I, I've done homework and read up on it and that kind of thing. But did you, have you ever met with like an accountant or a finance person to kind of talk through tax deductions and all that kind of thing? So basically the way that I have done everything is I, I have just set up a BCO knives account and it's, you know, it's a, it's own LLC and it's all its own entity. And yep. I have one account with all everything I, I buy for the shop or for knives or whatever I do with that account. And I have my personal account. And I'm actually starting to talk to my videographer. And, you know, I don't want to talk about it too much because we're kind of in the beginning of things. But Kyle is actually about to finish his master's in business with a, with a uh, focus oh, nice. on finance. Oh, nice. Right. Talk about... Best buddy from college, videographer, yeah. finance, like business master, masters with a focus in finance. So I'm really talking to him about, you know, he brought it up first about wanting to be my business partner and like oh, letting him cool. take on all of the, because, you know, I spend a lot of time trying to hash through the stuff and read the legalese and try to figure it out myself. And, you know, I know that there are so many different things that I could be doing better and, you know, help me out by you know, getting more tax returns or, you know, doing better with this aspect or that yeah. aspect. So, you know, we're kind of in the talks about bringing him on as either, either as a business partner proper or as a, you know, employee of the company. Okay. Um, and basically yeah. let him, let him handle all of that stuff. And plus he would also be kind of, you know, especially when we move into a house locally here, yeah. you know, yeah. he would be right up and he would be able to come in and do basically what, bald man is doing for brian and brian is doing for bald man where he can be like you know constantly filming little instagram right. reels or little videos here that, that oh that'd be great being able to have him constantly in the shop or at least yep. on a very regular basis in the shop filming little things or putting together little videos on this process that process this knife build that little thing to, it would really help me out by you know getting a lot more content out to the people and also setting up the back end a lot more, you know, f efficiently or however you want to say it, you know, it, it would be, it would be a huge benefit to me, but I'm also kind yeah. of in that, I'm in that weird limbo area where like I make enough after all of the stuff you have to take out, I make just enough to like pay my bills and keep food on my table just for me. And it's like, yeah, sometimes it's really tight and sometimes it's like, oh shit, you know, I need to lean on Emily pretty hard this week because, you know, orders didn't come in or this happened or that happened. It's like, and then to bring on an employee or even a business partner that would get a percentage, it's like, right? Yeah, that's how much tough, can I live right? on? Can I live on X percent less? I, I can't right. really with the amount that I'm currently pushing. So yeah. it's kind of scary. But also, I'm I'm looking back in my books and seeing, okay, well, this year I did this much, and this year is a X times 
growth and then this year is yep. you know four or five times growth and it's like well if you project that out you know that would be more than enough to bring kyle on and give yeah. him a percentage but you it's can't hard, you, know? you can't necessarily rely on that because what happens if a recession comes through and kills us yep well then you get into the whole workers comp and insurance yeah. and all of that stuff and uh, well Anyway, I've been looking at all of that stuff, trying to better understand it, right? And trying to sort of cipher the, you know, what the, the shit you read online versus reality. And right, so right. I, I think I finally, I've, I've made the decision. I'm, I'm going to, I'm looking for somebody to do like finance coaching or you know accounting coaching tax preparation coaching that kind of shit because there, there's actually seemingly quite a few things you can take advantage of particularly right. in, a, in a first year of forming a business you know uh writing off startup costs and you know all that kind of stuff um so I've been kind of shaking the bushes a little bit, asking around and uh, both on Instagram and, and here locally, but I haven't found anybody yet, but I, I'm always just curious how folks, you know, because most of us makers don't have a business background per se. Right, right. And I, I also don't, um, I don't see a lot of resources out there for this type of a scenario. You know right. what I mean? Um so anyway, if, if folks have this kind of business knowledge uh, and are a maker and uh, are willing and interested in uh, providing some coaching, I'd be willing to pay and whatever else. But I'm sure others would be interested in content surrounding that as well. You know, it what also, does a budget look like or what does a whatever look like? It also makes you wonder how much am I leaving on the table or just yeah. chewing out the door that I could be taking advantage of and just simply am not because it's buried in this legalese that is absolutely yeah. incipherable for the average Joe like you and me. Yeah, I mean, like a, one example I I have read in a number of different places, you know, with regard to tax deductions and write-offs is in your first year of business, you can write off up to $5,000 worth of startup costs. Right. You know, uh, you can write off marketing costs. You can write off web development costs, like all this stuff. Now, those are tax write-offs, right? But there's also other programs and other small business administration stuff that's probably available through either the county or the state or that you live in. And uh, I think there are a ton of resources, uh, but finding those... Uh, finding those is, is not always easy, you know? Speaking of um, pickle cutters, Nick Tobin over at Pickle Cutters is kind of, you know, this is Canadian specific, but he had, he talked, basically he, we talked about, um, he got into this situation where the, the government actually, I, I don't know what kind of a program necessarily, mm -hmm. um, but basically they were able to help him set it yeah. all up and set up all the situations and you know do this grant and this you know yeah. i'm kind of i'm kind of pulling it out of my butt because it's been a while since i've talked to pickle about it but you know he he had this situation where in canada they have this yep. this thing where basically they were able to help you set it up so that small businesses could thrive instead of just barely totally. get by so and while, while i'm talking about him 
Fun fact, so we just had Baker Forge and Tool, that episode dropped this past week, and this yeah. upcoming week is Nick Tobin Pickle Cutters interview. The Nick, so Nick the Pickle, Nick the Nick Pickle, pickle will be Love it. Know, WFI2 or WFII will be Nick Tobin this upcoming week, so be looking Sweet. forward to that. Yeah, um, and speaking of, so there is something, and uh, this is another, uh, well, I've, I've known about this for a while, but... I haven't taken advantage of it, and I really need to, but there's something called the U.S. Small Business Administration. They are nationwide here in the U.S. Uh, I think there's uh, three three or four districts here in Idaho, um, but they provide, f- uh, you know, they have funding programs, counseling uh like certificates if you want to become a federal contractor um they can connect you with organizations and lenders and community groups that help small businesses grow and succeed and Mm. it's free so if if folks haven't heard of or tapped into that resource that's one even just cruising their website i've found quite a bit of useful information um you know, and they're, um, I think they're government funded, but I don't know where their funding fully comes from. Uh, I've known some guys that have gone to them and gotten coaching and different things. And they've said, yeah, man, it's pretty good. You get, you know, one-on-one, uh, one-on-one coach, uh, coaching time and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm looking into doing that as well. It's just sitting down with somebody and, you know, they'll cover everything from marketing to, hey, there's a program for people who do machining and you can get grant money or, sure. you know, that kind of stuff. So maybe check that out. So let's go ahead and change it up a little bit. Yeah. Let's check out WFI Projects because it seems like hashtag WFI Projects is really coming back strong. It seems like yeah, there's man. a lot. Everything that we were complaining about before where nobody was being featured on it and it seemed like most people, whenever they'd use the hashtag, it wouldn't actually show up in the feed. It seems yeah. like that has been ironed out somewhere in Instagram because it there's, there's a lot of new ones out there. So let's go ahead and check out a few of them. I've oh. got the first hey. one. Oh, go ahead. Oh, if, sorry, if really quick. Go one. ahead and pick one. I got somebody at my door quick and then I'll come back and... Pick one. I'm going to shoo away this tele, not telemarketer, but door to door. Oh, shoot. So while he is getting rid of a Mormon, real quick, I will bring up. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I want to preface that that was a joke. I'm not actually making fun of Mormons. I just, I've, I've also had, you know, people come up to my doors and that's, that just, whatever. I, I, I you, you know what I mean. Come on, guys. <laughs> so I've got KO underscore blades and First of all, I want you guys to really go out and support him. Drop whatever you're doing. Go check out KO underscore Blades. He's got 165 followers. He's doing some really clean work, and this one is a chef knife. And it's, it. first of all, the fact that it's hand sanded, all the scratches are very, very uniform. There's no, you know, hidden 36 grit somewhere anywhere. It's, it's so incredibly clean. The handle work on it looks really good, and it's just... It's basically this, it looks like a, a micarta handle on a, you know, st- maybe, is it stainless? It might be a stainless kitchen knife, been working on, ended up chasing some issues, chase, caused more. Ended up a little bit thicker, but it's sharp, and it'll get tested later this evening. So it is a chef knife, it looks like it's right around an 8-inch chef 
very, very high class work for a person with a hundred and sixty five followers. Man, he deserves way more than that. So check out KO underscore blades. Let me go ahead and find another one. Just real quick. Kawa and Jeanette, of course, we bring her up all the time, but of course she has another set of really, really high-end, high-class wooden spoons. Um, this one is another one of her really dramatic lays on this piece of wood, and there's some flowers in there and a pine cone. It's just really, really well-done photography on her end. But I was lucky enough to do this trade with her where I, I traded a K-Tip chef knife, one of my production ones, and she sent me a couple wooden spoons. Uh, it sounds like she's gotten her chef knife, but of course, you know, shipping, It's her spoons are still shipping to me. So as soon as I get those, I'll go take some really nice pictures and put those up. But Kawa and Jeanette, of course, yeah. she, she's got 5,052 followers. She could always use a couple more if you haven't followed her already. Hmm. Hey, do you follow this Sugar, Sugar Shack Forge? Ooh, I'm He's pretty making- sure I do. A utility racer, an axe. Um, he's showing it here, chopping on a looks like a maple. Oh boy, this thing looks pretty badass, man. And he's uh, it says he's producing. I mean, he's in Traverse City, Michigan. Traverse City, that's over my way. Yes, yeah, sir. hold on. I think I I talked to him briefly on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just dug into. Hell, he's ma- he makes a wedding axe. A wedding axe? Number 11 is the wedding axe. This is the last project I'll finish before my wedding this weekend. This axe will be available at some point next week. So he's making axes, and man, they are clean. Yeah, and congrats. Yeah, congratulations on your wedding, bud. That's that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I've got... How did we decide that we pronounce this guy's name? K-Hawk? K-Hack? Cutlery? K hack, I believe. K H A A C K underscore cutlery. Currently sitting at 187 followers. Come on, we've brought him up so many times. You guys need to jump on these people. So he's doing a production um, hunting knife. Um, Yeah, it's just looking like really good stuff. I I I guess I don't know what else to say. He's he's got the the blanks set up and they're ready to be worked on and. Man, you guys need to jump on his books because these look like really interesting designs. Yeah, man. Uh, Buff over at Moonshine continues to kill the leather work. Um, if you haven't heard, he is on the latest episode of the Making Our Way podcast. Um, and we've mentioned them in the past. Uh, House was on their show not long ago. Uh, really good show. It was great to hear a bit more of buff's story and uh uh some of his process that he undertakes with his leather work the guy just makes some damn clean leather work with some really phenomenal designs and things like that and yeah killing it but go listen to making our way with moonshine leatherworks i've got hooten knives brian hooten over at hooten knives one of our regulars that we bring up yeah. He's got. He's been working on this um, shorty Serbian cleaver. So you know what a Serbian cleaver is, right, Ben? Mm, or a yes. Serbian chef knife? Yes. Yep. 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 Jeff Fader always jokes about the fact that it looks like a sharpened shovel. 
<laughs> right, yeah, it's not not very no frills on that that particular model. But he's got like a super short version of it where it looks like it probably has a three or three and a half inch, you know, cutting edge oh, to yeah. spine height. But it mm-hmm. also looks like it has about a three or three and a half inch blade on it. it <laughs> so does. it looks right. it's just it looks this little really... itty bitty thing, but it's so incredibly interesting. Well, it's weird because he says, as if this is this the same one where he says, "Finish this big boy today." It's been a busy week in the dungeon. Is that the one? I don't think that's the one that I'm looking oh. at. This one, the caption is, "What do you What do y'all think about the Serbian shorty, the Esquire okay. temper line?" Yep, I'm looking at um, a post by Naren M Knives. Naren underscore M underscore Knives. Yeah. Yes. That's another one that looks kind of like a Serbian chef. That's what I was kind of thinking, right? But he says big boy, and that one looks tiny too. But I think scale is totally effed in that picture. Yeah, I would guess that that's probably a solid six to seven inch you know, version of that. Hey, now. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Yo. Uh, yeah, go ahead and check out Naren underscore M underscore Knives as well because yeah, his his work also looks super clean. I mean, I, we didn't really talk enough about Hooten Knives. His work is always super clean. Oh, go man, check him yeah. out, all that fun stuff. 100%. So, Ben, oh. we're kind of coming up on the one-hour mark. Do you happen to have a dad joke ready? Uh, I've got it. Let me pull up. I've got a little note saved. Let me see. I just heard one the other day, and I'll be damned if I can remember it <laughs> man if you can't come up with one we can skip it for the week but you know oh, we'll get there. people might riot okay. people might riot uh, let me see really quick okay all right got it okay Give it. What do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? What do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? Sophisticated. (laughs) Dad jokes are funny, you know, because you almost can't tell just one. (laughs) I'm always inclined to like tell two more after that, as if the first one sucked so hard, I needed to follow it up with two others. Oh, goodness. Oh. So, we obviously don't have the captain of the ship, Brian yeah, House, man. with us this week. So I, We're missing I, the third half hour, basically. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's Well, you know, yes, that also cuts down on our, our run time, so we're probably going to be right around an hour. But also, how in the world are we going to do the Patreon this week? Because we don't have a question from our people and, you know, all that fun stuff. Oh, buddy. Uh, you know... <sighs> p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash work for it while i'm typing that in if you don't happen to support us over on the patreon uh maybe consider it it's uh we got three different levels and i don't know we've ever really talked about this on the show but we've got three levels there's a dollar a month five dollars a month or ten dollars a month and uh it's just a simple way to help us keep the lights on we have been uh growing in numbers on patreon i know b cone and i have been talking about things like the the after show to uh help you know give patrons a little more bang for the buck and bring a little more value um 
other things like that. I, for one, uh, would like to figure out how the three of us could collectively get more involved in the Patreon uh, account, sure. so to speak. I think I hear some podcasts and participate with some podcasts where they have really good discussions on there. And uh, it's just kind of a nice members only area if you will right. for us to do that but uh we're sitting at 101 patrons 101 we broke that 100 killer patreon supporter mark that's awesome yeah man so really cool um so what happens basically <clears throat> we now do an after show and we are submitting or accepting questions from the audience from the patrons and you can submit those through patreon and uh, then what we'll do is every week we'll choose a question that a patron submitted and we'll answer that question. Mm -hmm. Last week we talked about sort of our own individual daily grinds, if you will, but kind of what's our day look like? How do we get it all done and that kind of thing? So that was kind of fun. But Yeah, for sure. If you got any good questions, let us know. Um, what Can should we dive into? I guess, do you, do you see anything there? Do we have enough? I know? can't even, I don't even have enough clearance to see oh, any posts. You know, we can see posts that people have posted, but uh, you know what? Maybe I'll just become a fucking patron and then <laughs> I could see it. Well, no, I, I think you're going to need the login from Brian. And of course, he's hunkering down for the, the hurricane, so he's going to be kind of hard to get a hold of. So maybe this week, you know, we have the one week where we don't, you know, do an after show and we feel bad about it, especially because we just started it. Um, yeah. You know, maybe next week we can do something a little extra special. You know, we'll do be that. It, be it sent. Well, again, we, we don't want to text Brian when he's trying to pick up his shop. Yeah. If it's, you know, scattered out yeah. all over the, the you know, ugh. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do you something know, um, a little extra special next week to make up yep. for it. Um, the other thing I was thinking, um, the Clamp podcast, they do, they give, they send a keychain to their patrons, which I thought was kind of a cool idea. If there's any of those types of little trinkety type things that folks think would be kind of cool, let us know. Maybe at some point I'd like to do a run of something like that, but. See, that's the thing is I would, I would love to make, you know, a hundred bottle openers or now 101 bottle openers, but like. That's yeah. going to take up the better part of a week <laughs> to make something yeah. like that. Well, I think that's why I was kind of thinking um, carving a, a, a leather stamp with our logo, and we could make I could make some little. I've seen this cool design that I that I want to try, and it's a big, chunky, thick, you know, like twelve to fifteen ounce piece of leather, and then it's imagine a rectangle. Okay. And then a groove cut in uh, one of the long sides so that it actually functions as a phone stand. Okay. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll come up with something for that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm putting a laser in the shop, a little 10-watt uh, diode laser. So I'm going to be playing around with that. And uh, we'll see. Maybe Here's we'll get something like idea. that. So we could take, you know my, you know my little... I, I sent out a lot of bottle openers last year for Christmas. Yeah, they you all did. had handles and such. So I made a keychain version of that. So maybe for Christmas oh. this year, we can have you, you know, I can send that design over to Brian. He can put it on Fusion 360 yeah. and then he can send it over to you. 
and yep. you can do a bunch of them out on the shop bot and Hells yeah you can even engrave the work for it logo on the side and maybe all three of our initials or something Mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah, like that'd be cool. a master, like a B with, you know, a, a, a B, 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 K, B, H, or however we want to do it. I like it. Yeah, we'll do we, something. we could come up with something to easy put on the side of one of those. And uh, yeah, yeah we, maybe it's that's time. the push. Maybe, maybe that's the push to get you guys in for a dollar a month yeah, uh, man. for Christmas this year. We could do something along that lines where it's, you know, if we did something handmade, it literally we could not get it done, especially with the Christmas push coming. Um, yeah, you know. It, but there's it, a middle ground there, a little automation. You know, right. even with automation, there's finishing hand hand finishing that needs to happen, and right. and hell, shipping alone, right? And and um, that's the other thing I don't know. But again, I'm just gonna become a damn patron of our own show, so I can see <laughs> some of this shit. But um. I don't know if Patreon. We may have to ask for people's addresses. I don't know how that oh, works. Oh yeah, so. that's that's another thing that I didn't think about. But you know, yeah. we were we we spent money out of the podcast to get Brian and I to Blade Show this year, and then yeah. we were originally going to sh- get all three of us to Maker Camp, and then that kind of fell through because of various different op things. Yeah. So maybe we spend the money that we spent, we would have spent on that to ship out all of the things that we're going to ship out. It looks, yep. And it does look like it, they do collect your shipping address. Okay. Because I'm now finishing my account registration and they're asking for my shipping address. So that's so, cool. You know, this is one of the many things like, remember when we tried to get together that shop scalpel and we're oh, all excited Lord about have it. Mercy. Yeah. And then that totally fell through and it never You'll notice I'm not making any promises here. <laughs> See, I'm just coming up with ideas and throwing it out to you guys. And, uh, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like I say, if folks have an idea for something clever let us know i you know i think i'd like to make a push with it i'm i'm getting deeper down the rabbit holes of automation and production i mentioned last show the the um quench plates with uh, kyle daly and uh kyle and i've been poking around at that with uh fusion 360 i've not used fusion 360 hardly at all sure so I'm drinking from the fire hose there, but um, the water tastes pretty sweet, and I'm yeah. I'm gonna try to do the deep dive this winter. I know Bob Claggett from uh, I like to make stuff has what I've been told is a very good uh, Fusion 360 course you can buy. Okay. If folks have other resources that they've used and would recommend, hit me up and uh, let me know. I really think that this little bottle open like keychain bottle opener ideas that'd be great be good because of your shop bot it can kind of see and see that out and yeah uh, if we did aluminum know, for sure we could do aluminum or you know is, is stainless an option or is that going to be a little bit too difficult no, because i i fear that aluminum with the little arm that comes down that actually lifts the lid that's going to like you know, i think it depends on the quick. design i've got a few you know cheapo bottle openers that um you know touristy type things and they're definitely aluminum and it and the design like one was a fish and the bottom jaw of the fish was the the top popper and just because of the way they designed it they had enough meat below you know below the sort of hook where right. it's held up pretty good surprisingly okay. so 
So yeah. maybe I can, I can, we can try one before and see, and you know, have you open a couple bottles, which I'm yeah. sure you know you're you're really gonna protest about a reason to pop a couple. Oh yeah, open. you know, yeah, we all yeah. need a reason. <laughs> oh goodness, you know it's funny, man. It's it's funny how. <clears throat> As you start getting older, your kids get older, obviously, and sure. uh, when you have a 12-year-old, you start to have, you know, fairly deep conversations at times, which to me at first, when it first started happening, it was really awkward in a way, okay. you know, because it's like, I don't, I don't share a lot of my own personal thoughts, you know, uh, deep, dark thoughts with anybody really except my wife i never have you know and but you know maybe not deep dark personal thoughts but you know there's a side of you that uh, you share with folks who are really close and i don't know it was kind of interesting just to start to get into that with your kid a little bit you know um as he gets older and starts you know thinking about girls now and that kind of thing you know and Dun, I don't know. G- given that, <laughs> given that dad advice, you know, at first it it takes a little while to get used to giving the dad advice. I gotta say, and sure. instead of just barking orders, you know, and clean your fucking yeah. room and blah, 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 you know, it's like it, different messages. But uh, yeah, it's kind of it's been it's been interesting how that's changed. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly where I was going with that, but. <laughs> it's all right that's that's you know that's totally fine ben yeah just random random thought of the day there talk to your kids about sex (laughs) what a great way to end a podcast ben (laughs) yeah well i hope everybody has a marvelous end to your week and you all get time to make something you know Jimmy Duresta said one time that you should make something every day. I would be curious if folks stop for a minute and see if they actually do that. I That'd I think cool. I do. I, I legitimately have been tracking it for about two weeks now, and I I think I've created something with my own two hands every day for the past two weeks. So and I hope challenge. you guys do too. Thank you guys for watching. Yeah, yeah. Have a great working week, and we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Gonna hit that ending, baby. There it is. Work for it. Work for it, baby. Yo. Oh, shit. I gotta hit the stop record button. Hang on. (laughs) We hit it. Yeah.